following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. We are in a, a, a series on examining our secret life. And uh, Pastor Bob opened the series with a, <clears throat> a word about the principle of hiddenness, that there is a principle that has to do with, um, with hiddenness, that there is, a, a, in effect, a spiritual law that basically says what is, happens in the unseen will be seen, that what happens in the secret place will grow and be seen. Anything that is hidden will grow. And so a, a big part of what he talked about had to do with um, being willing to cultivate a secret place lifestyle that, that is really just about you and God and isn't about what, what fruit is happening, what, what do we see on the outside. But inevitably, we know because of this principle that what is done in secret will be seen. What is done in secret will, be, will flourish, whether those are positive things or negative things. What is hidden today will change your life tomorrow. And so we can have a confidence and a faith in that reality, in that natural law, that nah, supernatural law that, that the Lord set up for us. <clears throat> One of the things that I talked about last week was that that applies to all of our secret life and that if we don't cultivate a secret place lifestyle with God, then we will end up with a secret life of shame. We'll end up with secret sin. And a lot of times we try to avoid sin in our life by focusing on just trying not to sin or trying not to have secret sin in our life. And what we really want to do is just put ourselves wholeheartedly into a secret place with God, that we would not hide from him, but that we would come into hiddenness in him, that we would not focus on, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that, and instead just be so busy doing this in the secret place with him that I don't have that in my life, secret sin and struggling with those things that can be a hindrance to us. So that's part of what we talked about last week. It's important for us to know because in Luke chapter 12, verse 2, it says, there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed and nothing hidden that will not be known. Accordingly, whatever you've said in the dark will be heard in the light and what you whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. Is that good news? <laughs> it depends on the day, doesn't it? One of the things we talked about is that <clears throat> the culture that is seen in our life, in our family, in our church, has nothing to do with what is seen. It has to do with what is unseen. Do you know yesterday at Winterlight Festival, when we had people coming here who've never been here before, the culture they experienced, the joy they experienced, the love they experienced, the the beauty they experience, the creativity they experience, the culture 
Everything that was seen was actually cultivated in the unseen. It had to do with how our team operates together in the unseen places. How many of you have ever been anywhere, maybe to somebody's house for a meal, or maybe to a, a business? Have you ever been to a business where you can tell the employees have been fighting? It's like a whole different feeling in there, like smiles on the outside, but like you could cut the tension with a knife in the room. And so it's true with us that if we want to, with what, we, what we're seeing in and what we put lights around and what we, what we present came out of an unseen culture. It came out of how we manage ourselves and our relationship together, which then that comes out of how we each manage ourselves individually. I'm sure some of you on the team had to manage yourself individually a few times as we're working with one another. And somebody takes the thing you were using, or somebody doesn't bring the thing they said, or somebody you know, doesn't like your idea and says, try this instead, or... And so we all get to manage the secret place of ourselves so that the secret place of our, our body then gets to demonstrate a culture that draws people to Christ, that shows them what it really looks like. And so we're cultivating this in our lives, and this applies to the secret place lifestyle. You know, <clears throat> there is a hunger in us, and many of us, for the move of God, for, for the things of God. We want to see, we know that we are living in a world that desperately needs the power and the presence of God in a more visible way than they have right now, in a, in a more powerful way. There are things that we see and people that we see. I'm not even, yes, high-level issues and all of that, but even just individual people that we have in our lives that we say, oh, I know that you need the presence and the power of God. You need to be able to see the truth and the reality of who God is. And so sometimes in our pursuit of that, we look to where is the place to go to get that? Where is the place to go that the move of God is happening? Where is the most important place to be? And we can sometimes become conference junkies, we can sometimes be, oh, oh, there's something happening over there. We should go there. We can sometimes feel like the most important place to be is wherever it seems like the most things are happening in God. And there's a truth to that, that our hunger for him causes us to want to be where his presence is moving visibly and where things are happening. But I'm telling you, we are in a season where the most important place to be to see God do what he's going to do on the earth is the secret place. It's not at that next conference. It's not at that, that mecca of charismatic expression. <laughs> it's in the secret place. This is what he's calling us to. If we want to see what he wants to do on the earth. We need to cultivate a life, an individual life, that is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Yeah. Like the TARDIS. <laughs> That's for you. Mm -hmm. I never understood Doctor Who. I don't get it. I just know that one line. It's bigger on the inside. 
It's a spiritual concept. But we have a secret place. You need a TARDIS. This is great. We have a secret place that needs to be bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. If the sum total of the expression of your interaction with God is what people can see, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Do you know that the more visible that I become, this is a dangerous place. Can I just say? This is a dangerous place. The more visible that I become, the more invisible I need to be. <laughs> the more time I need to spend. I, I can tell you, I can feel it. I can feel when the weight of my branches is outweighing what I have in the ground. The most important place that we can be is the secret place. And I'm not sure if we really have a value for it. I think we're getting one. <laughs> I'm not sure if we really believe that that's true and that's effective. That the things that are unseen can be more powerful than what is seen. When we're talking about having a secret place lifestyle, it's a recognition that we were built to live from the inside out. That we were created to live from the inside out, not from the outside in. In a major way, all of the Old Testament is displaying to us how trying to live from the outside in is never going to work. Trying to live with form and ritual and behavior and modifying how we act, and it's never going to work because we were created. It's, it's like going against the operating instructions. We were created to live from the inside out. That, the, that what we have on the inside would be the most powerful thing in our atmosphere around us. The secret place is not just a part of the Christian life. It's not, it is the Christian life. <laughs> Jesus demonstrated this for it. Jesus, our model for the Christian life, demonstrated this to us. Jesus, who is filled with the Holy Spirit, the dove thing with on his shoulder, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, but he desperately needed to go into the secret place on a regular basis. Why would we think that Jesus needs that, but we don't need that? Why would we think that we can walk and follow him and do the things? We, we talk about how he said, greater things will you do, and, and we stand on that, and yet we deny the fact that the power for those greater things comes from the secret place. That he spent time getting with the Father and getting the heart of the Father. Jesus needed the secret place, so probably it's good for me too. <laughs> Jesus knew that what was seen of his ministry really wasn't the point. He drew some big crowds. But if you were to look at like the sum of his ministry and the way that that played out, and then his death, if you look at that from a natural standpoint, if you look at what is seen, 
it would not be seen as a historical great success. But what is true is that what happened in the unseen was, had impact. That means we're meeting here today to talk about it and to walk in it. Jesus knew that it was the unseen aspect of what he walked out that had the most impact on humanity. All the time, the disciples are worrying about what is seen, worrying about what is seen, and, and, and the way he's appearing to other people, and, and whether or not, so when are, when are you going to be on the throne? When are you going to take over the Caesar? All, of, all the things that are seen, and all the while he's saying, the greatest impact of my ministry is what is unseen, and look at the weight of that. Look at the expansion of that. His resurrection happened in the secret place. There is a resurrection for each one of us in the secret place. Scripture says that the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. In 1 Corinthians 4.18, so we fix our eyes on that. Are your eyes fixed on the eternal things that are unseen? That is a daily discipline, isn't it? There's a lot of things to see. There's a lot of things that, that want our attention and want our, um, our affection even. But am I focusing on the things that are unseen? So I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of the secret place lifestyle. Because, you know, sometimes we, we, we think we know something's important, but do we know how important it is? The first one, if you look at Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is talking a lot about the secret place lifestyle. We're going to talk next week a little bit more about practicals of how to cultivate that. Um, because sometimes it's like, how do we get there? How do we make space for that? How do we, what are the things that cultivate that place with God? And so next week we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. I think that's next week. Is it February next week? Yeah. Yep, that's next week. Okay. <clears throat> In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus, we, we've read this, verse 4, he's talking about giving, and he says, so let your giving be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Then he goes on in verse 5, and he says, so when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues on the street corners so they can be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their full reward. They've, they've gotten their reward. They were seen by men. However, when you are praying, when you pray, go into the inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Then again, in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 6, he's talking about fasting. And he says, so that your fasting will be, uh, make sure that your fasting is not noticed by men, 
but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so he's on this, this countercultural um, aspect of doing the things that the Lord's called us to do. God has commanded us to give. It's a command. It's, it's part of his, not only is it a command, it's an invitation because there's reward that comes with that. He's, he's invited us to pray because there's reward that comes with that. He's invited us to fast because there's reward that comes with that. But he says, do it in secret. Now, what tends to happen is we are always looking for the formula, and so we get really weird about giving, praying, and fasting in secret. And like, like we can't talk about it at all. And I don't think the, that, that it's a formula, and like you lose your prize if someone accidentally finds out about it or something. It's not like that. But we're so good at that. Like, let's create a rule to follow. Because we're so more, much comfortable with that. But what it is, it has to do with the motivation of the heart. Not just, am I doing it to be seen by man? But here's the other thing. When I do it, do I believe that God is a God who rewards those who diligently seek him? When I fast, when I pray, when I give... Do I know that it has as much power or more power in secret than it does out here? Or do I think it's only impacting if everybody can see it? So, the first benefit of the secret place is the reward of the Father, which means to give back, to return, to restore back. Our daughter, Olivia, oftentimes when I say, Hey, Liv, could you, um, could you unload the dishwasher? Could you help me, blah, 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 Any, anything I ask her, one of her first questions is, am I going to get it paid for that? Am I going to get paid for that? Uh, no. But it is a, it's a natural question. If I do this, if I give myself to secret place lifestyle, am I going to get paid for that? Yes. You are. Not for dishes, though. Just saying. It's a privilege to live in this family. That's, that's what I grew up with, and I love it. It's my new favorite line. So, the reward of the Father is one of the benefits. Another benefit is an inner strength that we are meant to live from. We are meant to live from the inside out. And there is an inner strength that comes when we will spend time in the secret place. Often, when we are really, really busy, we tend to neglect secret place time because we have so much on our plate, but the reality is that is the time to get in the secret place because you need that inner strength. In Ephesians 3, verse 14, I think we're going to start there. This is an apostolic prayer of Paul. For this reason, I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. There is an inner strength that comes through spending time in the secret place. 
There is an inner power that comes through spending time in the secret place. And there's a place where we can look on the outside exactly the same. Okay? So you see me on Monday. I look like this. On Tuesday, I look like this. Pretty much the same, yeah? But there's something that has to do with what's on the inside that creates a strength for me. And so, for example, the pressures of life come. Okay? Where'd it go? Okay. But I didn't have anything on the inside to support the structure. But if I'm filled up, that's the difference between this can and this can. Oh, please work. <laughs> I could use you just in case. I mean, I know that what I have in Jesus is enough. Ready? And so there's something about the structure of these two cans are the same. But there is a pressure on the inside of this can. Some of you scientific people, you understand. I don't. I just know it worked in front of you, and that makes me happy. <laughs> but there is a pressure on the inside that withstands. It is greater than the pressure on the outside. And how many of you know there's a ton of pressure on the outside right now? More than ever, we need the pressure on the inside to be upholding us and giving us strength. There is an inner strength that we need to not wind up like this. Looking good, looking the same. This is not our favorite flavor, by the way. They were out of our favorite flavor. <laughs> but looking good, but what is on the inside matters. There's an inner strength that we have. In Ephesians 3.14, where he's talking to the Ephesians, right before that, he starts talking about don't lose heart at the tribulations that you're seeing. I pray that you would be strengthened in the inner man. A lot of times what we do is we begin to pray, please let there not be pressure. Please let the pressure stop. Let all the people be nice to Christians. Seriously, pray instead that you would be strengthened in the inner man. You want to pray for the body of Christ? Don't pray that everyone would be nice to them. Don't pray that people would just love everything we do at the church. Pray that we would be strengthened on the inner man, that we would be able to withstand the pressure. There is nothing biblical about not having pressure. What is biblical is I, I promise you, Jesus said, what is on the inside of you is greater than what's on the outside pressing in. That's the promise. But we have to have a secret place life 
to live in that promise. We have to be cultivating something on the inside. We have to be, we have to be cultivating this pressure. Have you shaken your can today? Please don't remember that from this sermon. Okay. So the first benefit is the reward of the Father, which, by the way, should be enough. The second benefit is there is an inner strength that comes from the secret place. The third benefit is there is a formation that takes place in the secret place. Do you know that your very body was formed in secret? Let's look at Psalm 139. Many of you will be familiar with this verse, but think about it in a new way today. Let's see. It's beautiful. Psalm 139. You've searched me and you've known me. You know when I sit and when I stand and all of that. We get to verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. A lot of times we read this as as self-affirmation, as reminding us of how we've been created in a beautiful way, which is all true. And my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place and skillfully wrought, wrought, W. R-O-U-G-H-T. Skillfully wrought or formed in the depths of the earth. You were formed in the secret place. And that is where we are reformed. That is where we are shaped. That is where he can form us and shape us and, and speak life into us and fearfully and wonderfully make us. Formation is a major part of the secret place. That we were, then it goes on to talk about how precious are your thoughts to me, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are outnumbered the sand. And when I awake, I'm still with you. There is a place in the secret place where we begin to be formed by the thoughts of God. If we're not in the secret place, we're formed by other thoughts. (laughs) The more time I spend out of the secret place, how many of you have thoughts coming at you all the time? Here, think this, think this, think this. Are you thinking about this? Creepy that it does that to us, our phones. If we don't have time in the secret place where our thoughts can be formed by his thoughts, then we begin to take on thoughts from outside. And then the pressures become more on the outside than on the inside. The secret place is a place of formation. The secret place is a place of sanctification. So later on in that same, in that same chapter... At the end, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any hurtful way in me or wicked way in me. 
and lead me in the everlasting way. We have, on any given day, it seems lately, an opportunity to see the demise of someone whose outer life was bigger than their inner life. Whose platform or visibility at some point began to outrun their secret place. And then there were hidden things, but not the good kind. And we see that come before us. And I'm telling you, my first response to that is not judgment. My first response to that is the fear of the Lord that says, search me, know me. Is there anything in me, in this hidden place, that would let me go to that place? That should be our first response. Any one of us could be there if we don't cultivate a secret, if our fruitfulness, if the weight of our branches becomes more cultivated and more visible than what is holding us in <laughs> on the inside. When we see somebody who has fallen, who has struggled very publicly in things that were happening privately, our first response should be, search me, know me. Where am I at in my secret place? Where am I at in my hidden life? There should be a fear of the Lord, a, a godly fear of the Lord that wants to run to the light. We're meant to love the light. The light is good for us. So there's a sanctification that happens in the secret place. It's the place where the Lord can not only put before us the invitation to come up higher and to grow to the next place, but where we can receive the grace to step into it. Do you know there is something powerful? Sure, if you come to me as a brother or sister in Christ and you say, you know, Renee, I think you really need to work on that thing. I noticed, I don't know, any number of things, fill in the blank. I think you really need to work on that. And I might, from the outside in, try to correct or change that. But the best thing I could do with that is take that information into the secret place with me and go search me, know me, and let him touch that thing because when he touches it, then a grace comes to overcome it, to step out of it. Now, do I want you to tell me if you see something in my life? Depends on who you are. <laughs> but yes, I want people in my life that I'm walking with, that I'm living my life before. We just, at our last, uh, we call it super staff, where all of our staff come together every quarter. We just talked about giving one another feedback and being honest with each other and cultivating a, a space where we can live with nothing hidden and be able to speak the truth in love and how do we cultivate that. And I want that. 
I, I am afraid, yes, I go I will not stand in a position, we will not stand in a position of leadership without knowing that we have people in our lives that will put, speak the truth and love to us. It's not safe. It is not safe for any one of us, but it's certainly not safe if you are in a platform position. And so we submit ourselves to that, and we ask for it. But what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to go into the secret place with the Lord, and I'm going to ask him to speak to me. Because when he calls it out, he brings a grace to step out of it and to overcome it. A grace that comes from the inside out, and not from just trying to appease the people around me, or change the way it looks in front of you. There's reward. Oh no, I lost it. There's reward from the Father. There's a strengthening in the inner man. There's formation. There's sanctification in the secret place. And there is protection. Let's look at Psalm 91 as we close. Not that far from where I was. Okay, there it is. This is a a verse again that might be familiar to you. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, another translation for that is he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. I don't know what that is. We'll have to look it up. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the destruction that lays waste at noon. Is anything in this verse telling you that we will not have external pressure? Nope. You won't be afraid of those things because what's inside you is bigger than what's outside. A thousand may fall on your right and ten thousand at your uh, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, for you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. I'm going to encourage you to read the rest of this this week. But here's the question today. What does it mean to have a secret place lifestyle? It means to make him my dwelling place. To make him the place that is is my refuge. And one of the benefits that we have is protection. If you want to see the other benefits, I encourage you to read that whole psalm. What is mine when I make him my dwelling place? How can, I, how can I feel protected and safe? I can make him my secret place, and I can give priority to that. So the question that we're closing with is, do I have a value for this? Do I believe that the secret place is the most important place for me to be?
I know some people who say, I don't need to go to church or gather with other believers because I have the secret place. It'd be question whether or not that's a God thought. In fact, it's really not biblical. We do need this gathering. But this gathering comes from a whole bunch of people that have had this gathering in the secret place. And then we all bring something to that. And there's a oneness, not with coming into agreement with one another, but there's a oneness in our pursuit of the unseen things over the seen things. There's a oneness in our pursuit of what we've seen of God in the secret place. We give time to sing off the page, off the lyrics, because there are secret place revelations and secret place thoughts that you and God have been cultivating throughout the week. Sometimes we love to hear it from one another. Sometimes someone will have a word because it's coming from that secret place. But we need to recognize that this is our corporate secret place. <laughs> but we each have an individual secret place. And that the sum total of your expression and interaction with God should not even mostly be what is done in front of other people. That he's inviting us into a depth of prioritizing this in our life. So be asking the Holy Spirit, because it's unique for each person, what that looks like. And again, we're going to talk about some more practicals of that next week. But ask the Holy Spirit, how can I prioritize this in my life? How can I have a greater value for this? Whatever I'm doing now, how can I come further into that place? How can I follow the model of Jesus? in secret place living? How can I practice hiddenness in him and come out of hiding from him? Let's stand and pray. Can you just give your individual yes right now that when we're all gathered becomes a corporate yes? <laughs> yes. Lord, we just say that we want to see you glorified in the seen things. <laughs> we want to see you glorified through our lives. And we want to respond to your invitation to become bigger on the inside. We just ask, God, that you would, um, you would stir in us a confidence in the benefits of secret place living. That you would stir in us a confidence that you'll meet us there. And we pray, I pray for each person that you would give them a vision of what that looks like for them. You would show them what their secret place strategy should be in this season of life, 
in this time, where is that secret place with you? Lord, we thank you that you are always there. You're always available to us. And so we uh, go today with an expectation of being able to meet you in that secret place. And then to see the benefits of that working through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.